Welcome to the Monster RX 93.1 podcast channel. Interviews, features, music, live performances, fun and conversation only from Manila's hottest, Monster RX 93.1. And Nikki Porter is about to go live online. Catch select moments of All Out. All Out hit music. All Out celebrity interviews. All Out showbiz and sports news. All Out fun. Streaming video on the Monster Facebook page at RX931. The Monster YouTube channel at RX931. Or twitch.tv slash monsterrx931. Stand by and enjoy the program. Nikki Porter, are you ready? Are you ready, Rico Robles? <laughs> you know, what we like to do, this is what's cool about all of these interviews that we do, is we get to travel and actually meet different people. Now, this time around, yep. you know, man, as far as songwriters is concerned, this dude's astounding. Millions of streams already in his, uh, in his first EP, and he got something fresh for us. He's joining us. He is from Florida, but he is joining us from Los Angeles. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Austin. Austin. Oh, I feel like I would hear that in a, like a stadium. Austin. Oh, I appreciate oh, that. Right? Shout out to my parents for the name. <laughs> hey, what's up, Austin? Meet Nikki. We're here on the show. My name is Rico. Welcome. Thank you for uh, taking time to join us. I know it's like 8 p.m. probably in Los Angeles. How are things, man? Yeah, uh, honestly, can't really complain about much. Just been kind of uh, locked up in my studio, working on new stuff. I um, feel like it never ends. It's a good thing, though. It's a good <laughs> thing that it never ends, you know what I mean? This is what yeah, I was want. It, was it always something that you wanted to do, getting into music? Or did you want to do it since you were a kid? Or was there a moment when you were a little bit older, when you were like... Yeah, I want to get into this industry. I feel, I feel like I can make it. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. I, I think it's it's been like a it's been a lifelong thing for sure. I uh, mm-hmm. I grew up playing drums. My dad was a drummer, so mm. he put me on the drum set like when I was like four or five years old. And I mm-hmm. did the whole you know uh, the whole like band school band thing and mm-hmm. uh, did the whole percussion drum line. And um, I always thought that's where my my life was going to take me was was going to be. You know, maybe a studio drummer or a tour drummer for a band. I don't, I don't know. But you know, uh, about four or five years back, I, I got into got into singing a little bit, mm-hmm. and you know, dabbled into it secretly. I wasn't letting anybody know I was trying to sing. And then <laughs> one day, just put a cover out and uh, got some great feedback on it, and just went from there. I mean, having I had a, no idea. You know, this is where I was going to go in the music route, but. Here we are. <laughs> with your dad being a drummer, right? Was he a touring drummer? Was he touring with different bands? Or was he more of just uh, just doing it at home? Was he doing it professionally? Yeah, he, it, was, it was just a hobby. It was just a hobby for him. Um, you know, he, he had like some cover bands that uh, he was in growing up. And uh, I think the big thing for him was he, he really wanted it. Um, like deep down, I think that's what he would have liked to, to have done himself. <laughs> so... You know, whenever he saw my love for music, he he kind of saw that as an opportunity to just you know see see what you can do. So uh, shout out to my parents for all the support, and they've been nothing but amazing and just you know helped me out. And that that's honestly such a big part of it is having having the backup from your parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. 
So, uh, with regard to your um, your new EP, it's called "It's Not That Serious." You, there were different sounds like within within the five songs. Like there were different sounds. I couldn't put you in like a particular box of like what uh, genre it was. But I mean, uh, is there a particular genre though that really that resonates with you that you keep coming back to when it comes to making music? Yeah, I think I think R and B is is my is like my safe place. Uh, as a listener, it's my safe place. It's what I'm always listening to, and uh, so it's kind of impossible for it not to come out in my music and my own stuff. So that's uh, you know, that's where I'm at, and just working around other genres to like blend, blend in with that mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is is kind of where I've been at. And as for the EP, yeah, it all sounds like quite different. There are a few songs that kind of work really well together, but mm-hmm. I kind of took that with the title. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to show how I guess like versatile or like you know all the different sounds I enjoy and, and what yeah. I'm making and stuff like that so I figure you know it's not that serious let's just put a bunch of songs together that you know I made because at the end of the day you know the, my sound is my voice it's not mm-hmm. really what's underneath it you know now you know we're speaking of EP before we talk to the new are you talk to you about the new EP well you know your first EP was leave me before I love you Got millions of streams. How does that feel, man? And how did you get the song out there? Yeah, honestly, uh, it, it is insane. It was like my first uh, first time like collaborating with people and, and working with other producers and, and artists to help to help write and stuff. Um, but all in all, I mean, it still came out of my my bedroom, my parents' house. So just to see those those numbers is is absolutely insane. And I try not to take it for granted. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's easy to like hit a milestone and then easily look forward to the next one um mm-hmm. but to actually relish in the moment is is something i try to do more and more so uh with you said that you love you like going back to r&b so are there any particular artists that oh, you, hey. that inspire you when it comes to you know writing your music so who are the artists that you listen to when you're making your music yeah i think uh you know when i first when I first got into the whole music thing and just writing, I was super inspired by Black Bear. Um, he mm. was like one of my biggest inspirations. But, you know, as of now, I would say like artists like Daniel Caesar, um, mm. artists like Brent Fias, uh, I got Haley Williams on my wall over there. Mm. Uh, <laughs> she's incredible. I've listened to Paramore growing up for as long I know she's not R&B, but she still has like that soulfulness to her voice mm-hmm. that I feel like she can bring to any genre, which is like super important. Um, but yeah, for right now, I'd say Brent Fias, Daniel Caesar, that's that's right down the middle for me in the R&B category. <laughs> now, you know, Austin, when you're doing R&B, is it because for the ladies, you want to keep it real smooth like an R&B dude? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the, the thing about R&B is, I mean, it is, the ladies do love the smoothness of it, but I, I got to say like, being a being a vocalist, uh, I very much appreciate you know hearing all the stuff that people do with their vocals in R and B music and soul music. I feel like they use it way more like as an instrument than in some other genres, uh, and they really just it's almost like a solo, almost the entire song. And it's just you know I just love how smooth it is, and it's almost like time to show off in that genre. Now, for uh, it's not that serious. Your new EP. Uh, it's the title itself i feel like it carries a deeper meaning you even got a new tattoo if i'm not mistaken from what i've been stalking on your instagram (laughs) yeah so 
Could you tell us a little bit more, like uh, the meaning behind the phrase itself? Yeah. So, I grew up with a lot of uh, change in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I moved around a lot as a kid, like in some like pretty crucial times growing up throughout uh, middle school and high school. So, um, I, I didn't really ever think of the phrase back then. But I was on tour on my first opening run um, in fall of 2019, and was was kind of was kind of lost and still trying to like find myself. I wasn't really sure about the whole touring thing. It was my first tour, so mm-hmm. it was a lot to figure out. Um, all of a sudden, we were we were in the van and it just like hit me. I was like, it's not that serious. Everything everything will work out how it's supposed to. And you know, all you're supposed to do with life is enjoy it. Um, I know there's ups and downs, but at the end of the day, it's really not that serious. Um, you know, you just take them on the chin, and then. Mm-hmm. Everything works out, so I think that's uh, something that I've carried with me every day since then, and um, it really applies to everything. Can we take a closer look at the tattoo? Because earlier we were zoomed out, so of course, yeah, here there it is. you go. Hey, that's nice. I would get a tattoo like that, dude. You know what I mean? And <laughs> we didn't talk about moving around a lot. You know, what are the things that you would come across that that you know would be a challenging moment for you? When you were moving around a lot, and what kept you grounded? What kept you keep on going? You know what I mean. Honestly, I think the most challenging thing was—I mean, like I mentioned, it was like middle school, high school, which is like very crucial in in the friend category. Trying to figure out what what circle of people you fit into and all this. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, it was music that kind of that kind of kept me afloat. Um, like I said, I, I was in school bands growing up and did the whole drumline thing and. As I moved around, I noticed that I was, you know, I was finding more and more comfort or comfort being in that setting, mm-hmm. just the just the band setting. Because at the end of the day, it's like one one thing you look in friends is like, you know, kind of can they relate to you in certain situations? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, being being in band and stuff like that, there was plenty of plenty of stuff to relate to people about. So, um, yeah, just just kind of found comfort in, in music and that was the one consistency in all the non-consistency and and would you would you join like um what do you call that talent night would you join something like that in school you know they usually have that right <laughs> yeah yeah we had talent shows uh, i remember my senior year of high school um it was actually my first time i ever had like dabbled in jazz i had a i had a good a good friend and uh he was a sophomore in high school at the time, um, so he's a bit younger, but he grew up playing jazz guitar, and he asked me, he was like, hey, I'm putting together like a jazz group for, for the talent show, uh, would you be interested? And I was like, I mean, I guess so. I, was, I told him, I was like, I've never played jazz before, so I don't really know what this entails, but I mean, I'm down, you know, it was an opportunity, and I was willing to take it. And um, yeah, we stuck together for a little bit after that. We ended up winning the talent show, mm-hmm. and uh I, I went on to, to study jazz for about a year and a half in college. Um, another reason why I love R&B and, and jazz and neo-soul, because I'm able to incorporate what I learned in, in school with, you know, music. I could just imagine him, Nikki, playing the drums. He does have yeah, mm-hmm. part of a drum line. I could imagine the roles. And all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. um, he, he's studying jazz. So, you know what I mean? And, and getting into... Drumline was my life. I'm not joking. Drumline was like... I, I could have been a lot better in school. I could have been a lot better student. But you know, this, as much as I should have been studying, I was I was practicing. I was practicing, practicing. Cause I thought that's what my life was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. 
at the end of the day, it all applies still. So, mm-hmm. so from a high school drummer boy, and then to now an R and B inspired artist with his second EP, like. How do you think with that drummer boy, like, if you could travel back in time, like, mm-hmm. how would, how would uh, high school drummer boy be like reacting right now? Like, dude, you got two EPs now. <laughs> just yeah, saying. I, I don't know. I honestly, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I'd just be like mind blown, just because you know the drummer, uh, and and a lot of times is the one in the back, mm-hmm. covered by everyone else in the front. Um, which, which is cool. People still like the drummer, but it's also like you're in the back. You're kind of hidden. You're just like holding it down. And now it's, you know, when I went on tour about two years ago, it was a totally different experience being the only one on stage. Um, so all eyes on you. It was terrifying, but you know, I live for that. So. You know, for those that are tuning in, if Austin, he's joining us. You know, he's an exciting songwriter. He does have a second EP out now. When you do a live show, how is it like? Do you have a drum set up? Do you do drum solos? Other than, of I course, should. singing your R&B, I, then you'd be like... So all the, all the venues um, that, we, that we did tour, uh, they were like a little too small for me to rip on the drum set. So uh, when I go back out, I really do want to incorporate that more because... I mean, it'd be a shame not to. All all mm. the all the years and practice I put into it, you know, I I gotta I gotta get back out there with it. So, yeah, fans would love that to see another side of you too. Like that out would of be nowhere, so cool. right? he just picks up the sticks and just starts. You know. <laughs> that would be sick. I know. I have the vision is in my head. I just gotta execute it. <laughs> You're gonna be like like so, Travis Barker, and you'll be strapped yeah. into something, and you'll be looping. You know what I mean? You'll be like drumming upside down. I would go and see that. I would go and see that. I love. I would go I and see that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now, okay. So second EP. Who now? Which artist now do you want to col- collab with? Like right now, would it be? I don't know, Daniel Caesar, like you mentioned earlier. Or who other artists? Yeah, I think uh, the way my music's taking me right now, I think uh, I think an artist like Kelani um, would be super, super cool. Um, mm-hmm. There's still like a bit of that like pop with the modern R&B blend that I think would go really well. And I always tell people this. I always like, who do you want to work with? I'm like, it's tough not to say your favorite artist, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, will your favorite artist really work well with what you're doing? It's um, mm-hmm. like the big question. But like artists like Kelani... I think Brent Fias, we could still do something together. Um, and uh, even like some smaller artists, uh, uh, shout out Sully Had. Uh, I do want to work with him. And uh, yeah, just still trying to figure that out because I haven't done a lot of collaborating like feature wise mm-hmm. um, in a very long time. So that's something to figure out. Now, you know, Austin, there are some producers that are tuned in and they're probably those who want to start out doing what you're doing. Do you have any advice? Do you have any tips on a certain setup that you got that, you know, that is a nice setup but not too expensive? Or what are the things that they should do? Should they spend a lot of money on good equipment? What is it? Uh, I got to say, my my most popular songs, uh, my most successful songs have, like, we're on the cheapest equipment I ever had. Um, it's natural. There's upgrade over time. But... I don't think it's an equipment thing anymore. Maybe back in the day it was, but uh, now it's like even the cheapest equipment is super good. So like I run, uh, I used to run a lot of my my vocals off like a Focusrite uh, 
Scarlett. It's just a little interface. Mm -hmm. And I had this little, this cheap little AT2020 mic that, uh, you know, it really did the job. And it really just comes down to, to mixing. And that can be tough. Uh, but YouTube is your best friend. Uh, mm -hmm. Trial and error. Uh, mm -hmm. Everything's going to be trial and error. So don't kick yourself on the first attempt. Uh, you'll figure it out. Because, man, if I... I, I still have my old stuff that I go back and listen to. Mm -hmm. um, not to make fun of it, but more so to like be appreciative of the progress that I've made. And um, mm -hmm. you know, if you keep try, if you keep trying, 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 progress will be made. It's just inevitable. So it's, it's like yeah. a true lesson. So, uh, I should get a tattoo of that in my hand. Trial and error. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. There you go. This, and it'll keep on. It'll keep on getting at it. Now. With it, you know, here on the show, also we do have here on All Out some All Out fun questions, man. And, you know, you're making it big now. Who's the most famous person you've met? Can you remember? <laughs> and what was that moment? Can you walk us through that? <laughs> I don't, okay, I didn't really meet him, but I met Josh Peck from Drake and Josh, if you guys know who that is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I met him. And then uh, I, Paul Klein from Laney. Mm -hmm. um, I saw him in the airport. I've actually seen him like three times, which is super weird. I I mean, I live out in LA, so it's like, <laughs> but oddly enough, I haven't actually like seen a lot of famous people out here. I like met a lot of famous people. Like, like I said at the beginning, uh, I'm always locked in my studio. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I never leave this place. <laughs> um, as much as I should, I mean, living in a city like this is cool, but you know, I'm always, I'm always working, making music. So I would say Josh Peck or... Mm -hmm. Or maybe, uh, maybe Paul Klein from Laney. It's probably not the best answer, but <laughs> all right, all right. Well, so in the t in those times when you're not in the studio, when you're not working, which I guess are rare times for you since you're always working, <laughs> what do you like to do? Like, how do you like to cool off? How do you want to just spend your free time? Uh, I'm a big gamer. Um, mm. I, built, I built a gaming PC recently. Um, wow! And I started streaming. I want to. I want to get back into that again. But uh, yeah, big gamer. That's how I kind of keep up with all my friends across mm. the country. Um, that you know I've met throughout moving and and whatnot. So um, you know, it's just another way for me to hang out with my friends. Essentially, if yeah. it wasn't for them, I probably wouldn't play as much. Um, <laughs> and I'm also like a big sports guy. I love. Uh, I love football. I love uh, motocross and supercross. Uh, anything with a with wheels and an engine that requires racing. Um, mm -hmm. Just really big fan. Um, so yeah, sports and gaming, pretty much. Do you see yourself making a song for maybe a racing video game? Do you envision yourself doing that? That would be really cool. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to put myself in a box and, and say I don't envision it. Um, you know, I I got to keep my options open. So I think that would be super cool. All right, that'd be cool. Like we we're playing a NASCAR game, and you're there, and you'd be like, "Yo, we were just talking about this insane. on the radio." My dad would freak out. My dad loves that. <laughs> imagine. Oh my goodness. Well, if you're um if you if you like uh, sports or like you like games with like wheels in them, I just have to throw it out there. Do you have you ever played Rocket League? I have played Rocket League. <laughs> oh that are very, very into it. Uh, it's one of the one of the games I'm I'm not like very good at at all. Uh, it's it is a bit of like a skill gap there, and it's it's uh, mm -hmm. tough to get a hang of. Um, but 
I've definitely played it, and I've actually I watch a lot of like competitive sports or competitive like esports. So mm-hmm. uh, I've seen some Rocket League tournaments and stuff. It's pretty hard, yeah. It's pretty challenging. <laughs> it's crazy to see what people can do with that game. Yeah, and like how they score. It's just pretty like the angles, and you're using a car yeah, to yeah, kick yeah. the ball. It's crazy. Right. The, the concept <laughs> for the game is absolutely genius. Yeah. <laughs> now you know Austin. Since we're talking gaming. Do you see yourself like also developing your own game? And if you were to develop your own game, what kind of game would you make? Oh man, that's so, that's such a crazy question. That's a great question. Um, <laughs> it, developing a game, like I said, I don't want to put myself in a box. Um, you know, I I don't know what the next five to ten years. I don't even know what the next year is is going to take me. So, um, you know, we'll see. And it for what kind of game it would be. Uh, I really like exploration games. Mm-hmm. I like games that are like have like an infinite world that you can kind of mm. just, you know. I like I think of Minecraft. There's another game called No Man's Sky. It's like you go into space and you just <laughs> explore and like you know log your your findings or whatever. It's like it's just very calming, and I really enjoy games like that that are kind of like you know use your imagination. It's open any possibilities there. So probably something like that. I was hoping he was going to develop a drumming game. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like a, a drummer hero. Rock band. Rock band stuff. Yeah. That's true. Okay, wait. I have a really random question. Let's say, let's say you're going to go for a quick run to Target. Okay. So, uh, and you already have one thing in mind. You just have to get one thing. But then you come out with more than just that. So, what would be the three things that you would most likely get from Target? Okay, I would say from Target, I I'm always finding myself in like the the little like plant section, the little fake plant section that they have. Uh, <laughs> I have no windows in my studio, so I have to have a fake plant. I actually got this one from Target here. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, and then another thing, I would probably come out with like a some Legos. Um, I, I also have Legos up here, <laughs> little bus. Um, it's just something to do to kind of just pass time that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I might probably probably some. Uh, did you say ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say some chocolates. Chocolate. I really like dark chocolates. Yes. So I probably I probably get some dark chocolates. I mean, right. the more the merrier. That's what it is, you know what I mean? But for those that are tuning in, is joining us from Los Angeles. Austin is joining us. He's just hanging out. We're just talking stuff, man. What's the yeah. most interesting food that you ever tried in Los Angeles? Most interesting food I've tried in Los Angeles. Let's see. Honestly, when I moved here, my, my food palate just became so much more incredible. And I'm very thankful <laughs> for it. Um... I tried octopus for the first time when I was here. Mm. Uh, it it was a uh, it it was good, but it's not something that I would like eat for a whole meal. Mm. Um, I didn't hate it, but it's it's actually funny. I tried way way weirder foods back in back in Florida, um, like oysters. Mm. Oysters is is probably the the weirdest food and i that's probably the one food i don't understand how people <laughs> so much um i guess seafood is, is still like a, a tricky thing for me i'm still i'm still figuring it out yeah it's, um, it's, it's always like that right when when you live near 
the ocean, you don't really eat much of what swims in it or what, what yeah. comes from it for some weird I mean, it's reason. Like they, they have the best seafood over there, too. I've been trying to find some good seafood out here, um, and it's, it's tough to find. So when I go home, I, I make sure to take advantage of that. Yeah. <laughs> Get a nice lobster going. Do you know how to cook? I, I'm learning how to cook. My girlfriend is like, she... She's pretty good at cooking, and I'm I'm still trying to figure that out. My mom is is an amazing cook, mm-hmm. so I maybe when I go back home, I I want to like learn a few things to take home so I could cook her cook her something and uh, mm-hmm. see what she thinks. Um, I would say on a scale of one to ten, I'm like a three. It's an I, ent- I can take care of myself. I can take care it's, of myself. It's entry level. I got trial and error, man. That's yeah, what it's all about. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> trial and error. Now, you did mention about, uh, you know, cooking up some stuff now. Austin, when you have, when you, when you were still single, what type of game did you have, you know, for you to be able to win your girl? Did you, did you, how did it go? Um, yeah, uh. I had like no game to be honest with you. Um, it was honestly the the music that just helped. Um, I remember my girlfriend; she had DM'd me on Instagram, and I was like, "It was like so casual. It was uh, it was like a, like another casual DM, um, and then it just spiraled into you know once you start saying good night and good morning to that person, you're like, oh snap, it's starting to uh, yeah, it's starting to catch on out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what happened, which is uh. I'd been single for about two two years before then, because um, I was. That's when I was really diving into music um, mm-hmm. and writing for the first time. Um, so yeah, I wasn't really worried about all that. I was worried about what song I was going to write that day, um, and then it just naturally happened. Uh, so I got. I really got no game. Um, <laughs> it's just good, it's it, good morning it's messages, hard. man. It's good morning messages, good night messages. That's what it is. Did there you, you eat? Go. Did you eat already? Oh, this is not just me. Oh, you eat already. There you go. I had octopus. What's up? You want some? But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, awesome. Thank you. Oysters, you know. <laughs> Thank you for taking time to join us. You know, uh, all across the world, and and you're just hanging out with us, sharing with us. You know, your your passive music and everything. Now is your chance now to say what's up to the Filipino fans and what can they expect for you? This is halfway to the year of 2021. What's there to expect, man? Yeah, uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone um, that has been supporting me there in the Philippines. Uh, you guys have, honestly, probably one of the best uh, tastes in music, from what I can tell. Um, not just because you listen to me. I don't want it to sound like that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I've i noticed, like, more and more Philip, uh, Philippine uh, fans from the Philippines have been hitting me about, like, R&B stuff. And I'm like, man, y'all, y'all really dig that over there, which I can respect. <laughs> it, it's awesome to see that. Um but yeah, in terms of what's next, uh, got 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 a lot more music coming. Uh, for the last six months, I've been writing more than I ever have. Um, more proud of, of the music I'm making now than I've ever been, and uh, expect a expect a new EP out by the end of the year. Fingers wow. crossed. Fingers crossed. It's not really a part two, but it's mm-hmm. like might as well be, you know. And invite everybody to to request for your songs and also to stream your new uh, your EP that's currently out. Go ahead, man. Yeah, um, for everyone listening, uh, I encourage you to go go give my music a try. It's not that serious EP. Uh, it's my latest. I dropped it last month. Uh, it's a little it's a little bit of taste of everything. So um, I'm sure there's something in there for you. And uh, hopefully, you enjoy what you hear.
All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Austin. <laughs> Thank you, man. You have a great day. And, and what's the plan now? It's only 8 o'clock there. Are you going to go out? Are you going to party out? Or are you just going to chill at home, man? Man, that's tough. Party on go, our, go back it, to work? <laughs> it's, it's Wednesday for you guys, right? Yeah, Wednesday for us yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, it's Tuesday night for me. Party on Tuesday? I might. I got some, I got some vocals to cut. Mm-hmm. I got some friends that want a game. It's like you know, have some tacos. Hey, taco Tuesday! Come on! <laughs> I got a taco spot right outside my apartment. That's not a there we go. There you have it, ladies. Yeah, that's a good album title. That's a good EP title. Party on a Tuesday. Hey, that's what it Party. is. I'll credit you if I use it. Yeah, there we go. I'll back. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, coming from Los Angeles, give it up for us and thanks, man. Take care. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Bye. There you have it. I was cool, man. Learning the journey of writing music and just, you know, he's a chill dude. Like, can you imagine if we hang with him? He's just like a dude. Yeah, got you, man. Play your music. You know what I mean? We'll we'll have some tacos and octopus. Yeah, smooth dude. That's what it's all about. But thank you. For those that are, you know, if you're a songwriter, if you love uh, some smooth R&B music, man, tag the person who wants to hear some R&B music as well here on this link. But thank you guys for watching on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitch. She is Nikki Porter. He is Rico Robles live. The Monster RX 93.1 podcast channel. The best podcast content online. Only from Manila's hottest. Monster RX 93.1.